It bleeds pixels. Lost tangents and lost lives, lost sprites and lost nights. Everything's been played and played out, but here, the skybox is the limit. To follow is a parallax scrolling, derezzed rant that's mostly about video games. Mostly. I'm Matt. And I'm Tony, and in this episode we have the mid-score memory year of 2016, way back when in 2016. Updates <laughs> on what we've been playing, and a chill chat on that local sports team. So let's get started. <laughs> Back to the well here as we return to the world of Final Fantasy VIII, the worst Final Fantasy. Now this is more of an exploit or a strategy, but it's a pretty foolproof one to defeat the game's hidden super boss, Omega Weapon, in a mere turn. After traipsing through Ultimecia's castle at the end of the game, defeating a slew of mini-bosses to gain back the abilities you've had locked away since you entered, you're now on the path to the final boss. But on the way, after ringing the bell outside the gallery and beating the timer on a race to the chapel, you can now fight Omega Weapon and its staggering million hit points if you're feeling game. The main party we need for this to work is Selfie, and we need her for her limit break. So either go in with her at low health or use an Aura spell or Aura stone to trigger this. One party member can be used to accomplish this if we're using the spell or stone way of doing it. Our other party member will summon the Guardian Force Eden, whose summon animation is ridiculously long, and this is what we're exploiting. During said summon, switch to selfie till her limit break comes up. Activate it, then keep the do-overs coming until you find her spell The End. Cast, and that's it. It's an automatic one-hit kill, even on this hidden super boss. The hardest boss in the game found in the hardest dungeon after some severely hard hoops to jump through, and you've just one-shotted it. Well, technically two, I guess, after the Eden summon. A bit of luck is needed here, of course, but that's what save points are for. It bleeds pixels. Now we'll get into our segment of what's playing, what's been playing. I've been playing some real casually, actually, this time around. I've been playing Skate 3 and Justice 2, MX Unleashed, as it was free on gold, um, with games with gold. I think that's what it's called on Xbox. Um, and they're just playing, like, you know, with my son, playing some two-player, playing some have a turn each. That's kind of the reason why I've been playing them. And, again, I've been playing a little bit of Animal Crossing. I did the Sunday night. I did, like, the fireworks evening, which was, was pretty cool. So I've got these, like... Have um, you made them into to dick shapes yet? <laughs> no, I didn't do dick and balls shapes, but I had, like... It seems, very, it seems pretty lame coming off the back of that, but I did, like, Pokemon and... I was going to yeah. say, are they like ready-made fireworks that you can sort of buy if they're Pokemon ones? or So you can create clothing, and there is a shop, in the shop of the Able Sisters, there's like a little like computer screen you can go up to in there, and you can design your own images, but you can also search for other people's codes that other people have made. Mm -hmm. So I followed a few people on when this game first came out on YouTube and stuff, and they had like their own little codes for like Nook's Cranny, like, Starbucks logo that I had on like I made this little like coffee shop and so you can get these like backdrops and these little like stalls and you can put the images on top of them and I actually got this my favorite ones I got was like a link like an 8-bit link kind of like the amiibo and oh, a, yep. and an 8-bit Mario and I made this like table in my house in my main room and it's like the tablecloth is like 8-bit link and um, my flag for my island is 8-bit Mario Anyway, so you can use them. You give that to um, the lady at the store. You speak to her and she'll go, do you have a design in, in mind for the fireworks? And you pretty much just, so I just forwarded them on. I had some random like Pokemon ones and like 
and shit like that. And then yep. um and the coolest ones that I saw. So it's all random fireworks. It's it's actually really cool. Like the sound, the sound bites of like the fireworks going off and like the your little villages are like clapping at the fireworks. I mean, it's just it sounds silly, but it's such a cutesy like yeah. game and so relaxing. And it's like the the, the way the they, it sounds it sounds charming as fuck to be honest. Yeah, it really is. It gives you this like fuzzy feeling, like it's um feel good. It, it feel that feel good kind of game. And there's no, you're not like striving for an ending or getting frustrated at a platformer or something like that. It's kind of like you sort of chill when you're playing it. And um yeah yeah and and you just go to the store and you can like buy your own fireworks you do like a raffle and you get like some fireworks and which you chuck on the ground it's like a sparkler that goes off and like all the sparklers and like these balloons you get like balloons which is that they, they, the way they're animated and stuff is just looks so cool like um and i chuck them in my house like all different colored balloons and like um yeah, anyway, so the fireworks went off and I saw like the 8-bit Mario and the 8-bit Link like blow up in the sky and I was just like, hmm. well, it's really cool, you know, because you kind of, it's such a cool element that they're able to put that to like the developers and that. It's real crazy what they've done with the game yep. and how they're like updating it. Um, anyway, I did that and um, as I said, like I actually was really enjoyed enjoying playing MX Unleashed, which was a free Games with Gold game. And as, um, as, So that's motocross, I'm assuming? Yeah, so I used to ride bikes and stuff, so it gives me this feeling of like when I'm like, up, like going around a turn, and then like, <laughs> and then like, like boosting off the lip, and like you bone the nose of the bike in, and you land real smooth down the backside, tubular, and man. then and then you, yeah, man, it's like um, Calabunga. <laughs> you just said you said a whole bunch of like lingo there that I literally was like, whoa, that's that was yeah. So cool, but you, you smack the you smack the lip, whopper. <laughs> <laughs> fully pitted fully yeah. pitted and you just get fully pitted um <laughs> yeah you like you just land smooth and you're able to and there's like like whoops which you like put your front wheel up and you like you like haul through them and it's just like that part of the game i really like and when you fuck it up you obviously like go over the bars and you, you fall and stuff it's it's a pretty good local sports game um <laughs> and i played a lot of the emic versus atv unleashed um, when and that was on like PS2 and stuff and a lot of two player and um, yeah it's just it's it was just free on the store and and I just sort of thought oh, I'll give this another go it's like um, and actually the music has um, the soundtrack has this luckily I remember to say this the soundtrack has um, like this you know that like trashy rock like that motocross rock that they well I've got an idea of it but it could be anything is it kid rock <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah disturbed? I'm not even kind of yeah i'd say disturbed i'd say disturbed wow. like a, yeah it's got that sort of it's not disturbed but it's got that sort of feeling to it and i've got nostalgia from playing it back in the day and when i hear it i'm just like ah oh, it's really like i don't like that music genre but when mm -hmm. i hear it it brings me back to remembering playing it yeah and that was quite cool um yeah that's pretty much i didn't think i had much to say but i'm good at just blabbering on about nothing so that's what i've been playing um it's a superpower what have I been playing? What's playing, Matt? What's playing, Matt? Well, shit. I almost feel like I have to take a deep breath to this. Because <gasps> 23 years, I guess, in the making, I've been waiting. Uh, I finally, you know, I, I, I got a digital version. It took almost two days to download because the file was gigantic. But I started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I think going forward I'm just going to refer to as Remake, which... Uh, might, might be confusing, but 
you know, it's it's quite a a mouthful to get it all out. But yeah, I started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I started on a weekend. Uh, I set aside some time. I bought some. I was all like, okay, no distractions. Got got some soda. Sat down, uh, and just went. This is what I'm going to do for the evening. Obviously, you know, uh, I was you know getting phone calls from all my friends. Why didn't you come do stuff? Uh, that's a lie. I don't have any friends apart from you, pretty much. But um, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say. Oh man, Mr. Popular over here. <laughs> no, that was just you know for a brief second, a brief second. All these, that all line these, made me feel good. All these, all these girls are just messaging me, eh? And I'm just palming them off. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, because I'm going to find my wives again online. Well, not even <laughs> online, just digital versions. But yes, we began it, and uh, it's hard to say because the cuts. You know, when that game released back in the day, it was you know its own little pixelated glory, glory masterpiece that it was but it was always the cutscenes that's what sort of drew me to it and yeah the initial cutscene goes on a bit longer than what the previous one was uh, it looks absolutely gorgeous and then you're sort of cutting through the city they're showing more of the city than you've ever seen of old midgar which is where this game's basically based because again it's it's part one of how many it will be once they finally finish it all uh but then it sort of just cut into a reimagining of what I've already seen back in 1997. Uh, the train, well, it pulls out to reveal the whole city. The music starts swelling that I'm familiar with. The logo blares across the screen. And I have to admit, I literally started getting like uh, goosebumps, like a shake, like shiver down my back. I was just like, holy shit. And then, yeah, it, it pulls in to the train that pulls up. Cloud jumps off the train and you're straight into the first mission uh, where you're bombing the reactor number one and yeah i definitely got some um feels which i have not had in a long time now they i don't want to completely poo poo on it because that's i just want to say that's real good to hear yeah that's yes. awesome and that was kind of it i think that almost helped me with my next few things because i realized very quickly i'm never going to get the game that i wanted when i heard they were doing a remake of course you know that little bit of my heart was like well i hope they just do you know, the exact same gameplay that they had that I fell in love with in 1997, which opened up a complete new genre of games for me. Please just do that, but just with fancy graphics. And I realized I'm never going to get that game. Uh, games have moved on too far. As I said, 23, you know, 1997, it's almost 23 years ago. Um, those kind of games do exist, but uh, the way that going forward, the rest of the world is now used to these action RPG games. So as I started playing, I was like, okay, well, this is what I've got. And maybe, again, as I said, it was that sort of buffer of seeing what I was already familiar with, with a sexy new sheen. But I just sort of immediately got over like all my sort of reservations and went, okay, well, this is what it is. This is what the remake is. I have to start playing it. Started playing it. And yeah, um, I can't go so far as to say I love it yet, but I am definitely very much like in like with it. I like like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and I've, yeah, played through the first mission. The the boss battles i feel that's kind of what it's all leading up to like at the end of the level you get well because they're in chapters now uh and yeah the boss battle is almost like this entirely huge massive set piece which is something that you know in the previous game was played out through turns if you had your strategy uh, you'd learn the weaknesses that was all kind of easy this is more like you got to be on your toes the whole time because you're running around you can slow it down and it sort of becomes a bit turn-based when you change to your other party member um, I do feel I'm ranting. I don't know if I'm getting it all across. Because, again, as I'm talking about it, I realize I am excited about it. I am pretty hyped about it and was really digging it. 
And so I played through the first mission, uh, got to the slums where you start getting side quests, which is a new new introduction. There, there wasn't really, well, there was side quests in the first one, but they weren't until like later discs. This is just you randomly running around and you run into a character who's like, yo, can you kind of a little bit uh, fetch questy, fetch questy, like a, uh, MMORPG where they're like, please kill yay amount of monsters in certain area and I'll give you a nice, you know, potion or a gold bangle, all that sort of, you know, the tropes that exist. But right. yeah, I was, so that was a new addition. That's as far as I've played through it. But yeah, just running around the world, there's now voice acting to it, which uh, all in all was pretty good, apart from the fact that uh, one of your main characters is a guy called Barrett Wallace, who um, is a large African-American man with a gun on his hand. And even back in 1997, some of his dialogue windows were a bit like, ugh, you know, you could tell this is written by Japanese guys, then translated back into English. So some of them are a bit cringy. Now that he's got a voice, usually he's pretty good. But every now and then I was a bit like, you know, I, I think the term is the urban market. that I was like, you didn't really need to do him like that. And the twists are is that they've introduced the main villain of the series called Sephiroth earlier because they're sort of changing up the story arc. So you sort of have a few flashbacks with him. And the minute I heard his voice, I just went, oh, that was kind of a letdown because he was kind of like this big seven foot imposing uh, silver haired twink that with like a giant sword. And I'd seen they've done sort of uh, other media to do with Final Fantasy 7 over the years. They've done Advent Children, which was their 3D movie. You've had Crisis Core, which was a PSP game. And he had voices in that. He was always kind of sinister. This just felt like a guy talking. And I was like, oh, you're kind of taking the wind out of my sails there. Because he looked amazing. They sort of recreated the scene where he burns down Cloud's hometown. And you're having flashbacks to how did this all happen. And he does the reveal, which was, you know, they did a cutscene of that in 1997 that, you know, had me literally Jack and my little diddle uh, to pixels. Um, and yeah, so they revealed that. He did the turn. It was all a flame. I was like, yes. And then he just sort of opened his mouth and went, hi, Cloud. How's up? I'm just some guy. And I went, oh, boo. But apart <laughs> from that, it was still charming as fuck. And the, the, the good thing is as well is that I found it's quite a challenge. Like okay. even just the sort of random enemy encounters are still, you got to sort of figure out what the weaknesses are. And if you're not, if you're, too slow on the buttons uh yeah a, a random encounter can actually be quite a challenge so it's good i sort of set it as as high a difficulty as it would let me i don't know if because when it just says normal uh but i don't know if maybe another one will unlock once i get through it but yeah i'm finding it quite a nice challenge there's been once or twice where i was like oh i shouldn't have taken as much damage then so i have to reassess how i'm fighting certain enemies and yeah. Nonetheless, this is going to be an ongoing uh, thing, the same way that I think we can keep cutting back to you, Tony, to talk about Animal Crossing. We're going to spend a few weeks cutting back to me talking about the remake. I am I mean, even just me talking about it now, uh, let's wrap up this podcast as soon as we can so I can t go play video games again, basically. Oh, well, that's that's good to hear. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And um, I know like it's a bit of a challenge because it's like, I was going to say like, well, it's not a challenge. I'm just trying to say, like, um, that style of that original OG Final Fantasy VII. It's, um, I think you, you're following the trend of action RPGs because that's what makes money and that's the style of game now, as you explained. Yeah. And I think the only way to get... It's a shame that AAA titles can't go back to the way they were if that's the way it should be now. Yes. Um, 
So, but I think the only way you can get around that is by indie titles. It's obviously not going to be Final Fantasy, but it'll be something else. Mm. And then you can get that awesomeness from, because yeah, there's games now, which I'm discovering I love, which are more indie games than AAA titles that are so good. They, they almost become AAA titles in a sense. Yes. And I think I still have to give a shout out because there are two franchises which are, you know, still waving their RPG uh, origins. You know, they're wearing that shit on their sleeve, which is, again, as I've rented about, Persona is very much a turn-based RPG. Yes. Uh, and it's all its extra accoutrements that fucking make me fall in love with it more, like trying to woo uh, my high school teacher. Uh, and it's Dragon Quest. Dragon okay. Quest was another one that, like, because they released, I think it's 11, and I played the shit out of that. Uh, and that was, again, looked beautiful, still cel-shaded, you know, because they all look like Dragon Ball Z characters, but it was still turn-based. So they do still exist, but I think it's just, maybe it's just a sort of little bit of anger I have towards Square for, because even before this remake, I feel they kind of muddied the waters of what Final Fantasy should be. I'm mainly looking at Final Fantasy thirteen because I think yeah. that, I, I know I, I, I give eight a lot of guff, but... Uh, Eight is so much better than Final Fantasy Thirteen. Final Fantasy Thirteen was a piece of shit. I never, I, I only played an hour and went, I don't like this. Done. And I've never, you know, sometimes I have those like, oh, I'll give it another go, which I did with eight, and then I finished it and actually was like, actually, that wasn't that bad. Uh, Thirteen, I've never had a want to go back and play. So it's fuck. quite interesting. It's quite interesting because I've come across people that like have said they've heard the podcast, and this one person that sort of said to me like, what, what's that game? Final, final, and I was like, Final Fantasy, and I was like. Yeah, Final Final Fantasy, and as I'm saying it, like I think it's more of like a hardcore genre in my personal opinion. But then a guy walks behind me, and he's like, "Final Fantasy is the be- Final Fantasy is the best one." And I was really like, "Oh, that was awesome!" Like, you know, like this conversation might seem kind of awkward, but then you realize that people love that shit, and that mm. like, I'm real like that gives me heaps of like, um, oh, what's the word for it? I'm just I'm just stoked on people that. that <laughs> will come out with comments like that because then I'm like, hell yeah. And then I feel stink because I'm like, well, actually, I've never played Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so then I feel like a total pleb. But yeah, it's, um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's something I would like to try, but I think it's, I don't know. I feel bad saying this, but I don't know if it's the kind of genre I have. It's not that I don't have time for, but I feel like maybe I even missed the boat on it. And I do like parts of that yeah. but i think i don't know like i don't what i'm saying is i don't know if i could go back and play final fantasy 7 now i feel like i kind of missed the boat or something no yeah. and that's why I, I understand now that the remake is how it is it's because that's what will get people that haven't played uh you know the original seven but have heard about it for years yeah. and they're like well they're getting a remake so this is what they play and it's more in line with maybe other games that they've played like uh, i'm jumping with what I'm saying, because they're not exactly the same, but, you know, sort of like The Witcher or uh, Skyrim's wrong too, but it it is sort of an open world where you're controlling a character and you've got sort of abilities you can click to. So, But the game game has like a story and a lore and there's a intro with that. And I watched a playthrough of a a guy that's on Twitch called um, Ryan and he, he is, um, his name's Thrifty Anvil, actually give him a follow. If you ever, if, if you care, if you, if you watch, um, video games if you watch um twitch but he was playing it and there's a couple of things like so when you it's quite cool because like i said i haven't played it but when you were saying things then i knew what you were talking about because i'd seen ryan play play this game 
I play the new the remake. I actually okay. played I played Final Fantasy VII too, so I saw the start of that. So I know the bit you're talking about with the train and you get off, and then he was talking about the he. What's cool as well with Twitch, so I hadn't played the game, so I was saying things, and then he was Ryan was like talking about the game so that I could understand it mm. and, and the lore of the game. And then I was kind of like, oh, okay. So it's, it's not just like something like empty where you're battling and fighting and shit. It's like this hard out, like story. it's like a book, like a novel, like in yes. a sense. Um, well, I, I even used to treat like seven a bit like that where, because there yeah. are certain books I've read in the past where I've, you know, you have a reread. And I even remember that sort of famous old uh, quote with, what was his name? Christopher Lee, the guy that played Saruman in Lord of the Rings. He was yeah. like Dracula back in the day. Because he used to know Tolkien, but he used to read Lord of the Rings once a year. Wow. Like for the rest, like for his, his entire life, he would reread that book. And I was like, that's impressive. But I realized I sort of had that with Seven. Maybe not once a year, but I could go back every few years and just play it again. And it felt like I was just sort of revisiting a world I was aware of, like rereading a book. Wow. Yeah. So I feel now like I'm just I... going to do it with a fancy new skin. That's awesome. I feel like I don't, I'm trying to think of something that I would. I don't even. I'm not even that into, much into movies, but I'd watch like The Goonies or something like that. There's like yeah. some movie or Terminator Two. Like there's some movies that I'll watch. Um, yeah. Maybe not even every year, every second year, but there's sort of ones I will be like, yeah, I'm ready for this now, and I'll watch it again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's what I've been. Uh, that's what I've been playing, Sus. Cool, Sorry, man. I'm, I'm looking... gonna say I'm gonna do that again because I realize with reveals, I probably. Tr- I think I've said your last name a few times. Maybe just as that. Oh no, it's fine. Say, it doesn't matter. There's not even but I, I will just I don't... say uh, that's what I've been playing, Tony. That's okay. My name's Saz. <laughs> Fuck you. Because <laughs> now I have to no. leave all that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, leave it in. That's fine. So Matt sometimes calls me Saz. That's fine. Um, we have nicknames and stuff. I don't know if I have a nickname for you. I'm just calling you Matt. That asshole. <laughs> We're into chill chats. This is our non-gaming related segment or gaming related segment, um, loosely based on whatever we want. <laughs> um, I am starting a bit of a shrine. So my whole thing is I've ordered a desk, I've purchased a PC, and I'm going to purchase some shelves. And I no longer have a Twogs wardrobe, but there is a corner in my bedroom, which my wife has allowed me create to to create my own gaming nerd out um twogs section so so it's a, it's a corner now so it's a, it's to cogs <laughs> it's cogs cogs and cogs. yep yep um what's tony's what well, was twogs corner. but it's so it's to to co- cogs <laughs> to, co- to cogs to cogs yeah to cogs um I'm going to create like a little bit of a gaming shrine because mm-hmm. I feel like I deserve it. Like I, I think it's cool. Like I've, I've seen a few people that are like setting it up and I'll, I'll post some pictures of it when I've got it set up and maybe as I adjust it on the way on, on the Instagram. So follow us on Instagram there. I'm going to, yeah. So get some mint shelves. Like I had a look at the local store and which ones to get for that. And so I can place all my toys on and then like maybe display like my gaming boxes and things like that. And then, um, I'm stoked because I've purchased a PC because I want to basically, because we don't do this on a computer, well, I don't do this on a computer at the moment. And so there's like difficulties that comes with that. So like I want to basically be able to send Matt files. And so the po- quality, hopefully, of the podcast gets a little better because we're having issues with sometimes I'll go to talk, Matt will go to talk, 
and then like the podcast will like like my talking and his talking will then cancel each other out yeah yeah and so that's really hard um and it's frustrating and there's little things like as we're trying to get better we obviously need better equipment so purchasing a mic and all this sort of stuff so i've got this like awesome i I managed to purchase an actual gaming pc with monitor and it came with like keyboard and mouse and like everything so that's real cool i've ordered a table i've already got a chair some shelves and then it's like it's gonna sort of egg me on which i want to do is like purchase some more toys and Yep. and um, put up my boxed consoles, which I only have a couple now, and things like that. So I think it's better to put them on display instead of put them um, away in the cupboard collecting dust. And I also want to do it so that when we're doing the podcast, I'm sitting in front of a computer so I can always reference stuff yep. um, and bring things up and send files and be able to perhaps make the Instagram better and things like that. So I'm really hyped on this little project because with this podcast comes these little podcasts uh podcasts these little like i don't know little missions that i've got to complete now i find that side quite, quests man yeah man we're doing it's giving little side quests much like you're editing and i think that's quite therapeutic and it's quite like it's not work and it's not my kids and stuff it's sort of like this little this thing i have to do for myself and i love yeah. that sort of shit so yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah great man have you got an idea for I mean, as you said, you're sort of boxed consoles, but can you picture, have you got like a centerpiece for your sort of display? Is there a specific toy that you're like, that's going to get prime real estate, at least on the initial setup? Uh, my flashlight. My flashlight <laughs> will probably, no, I don't, I don't own a flashlight. But um... That would eat through the shelf, wouldn't it? <laughs> after, after you don't clean it. <laughs> um, um, no, but seriously, that's pretty gross. I don't, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man um oh pop vinyls man that's number one eh good <sighs> <laughs> fair enough casual no no it's just <laughs> um i love it when i mentioned pop vinyls now it used to fuck me off but now i'm like stoked to hear you like cringe it, it fucks me off yeah yeah that's what i'm saying okay oh, no. yeah the, the, the tables have turned yeah flipped them i switched it on them yeah. um I I don't know. I don't have nah, I don't really think so. I think I will have an action figure shelf, a pop vinyl shelf, a fucking Pokemon shelf, a I don't think I'm gonna mix them together. I'll have like a bigger shelf for the comp boxed stuff. Um yep. which is basically my Twitch and my Xbox and stuff like that. I, I did get this um I've been real addicted lately to this um random channel on YouTube and they go thrifting and they go like Yeah, there's a few few reasons why i like it they're just really nice people and um my wife and i can watch it together because the the lady like gets like jeans and like cups and sauces and all this shit and then like i but the guy goes and gets like video game shit and they they resell it so they are resellers but it's like i think if you're a collector i think deep down people so i think as a collector so you're basically saying that you and your wife sit down and you watch antiques roadshow (laughs) yeah but it's like Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> it's way it's way more niche than that. So, yeah, I mean, like, because I don't. I, that's the thing. Like, I don't drink alcohol anymore. I don't party. I don't really even socialize that much anymore, <laughs> which is bad. So, hence why I want to do this as well. Um, um, life gets in the way a little bit, and my lifestyle is a bit different. But I really do because I don't, am. Don't worry, listeners. I still drink and party. Yeah, Matt does heroin, so everyone <laughs> wants to. <laughs> If anyone wants to shoot up and yeah, 
Just yeah. holler, holler at Matt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anybody keen for rails? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you've dumbfounded me. I don't have a comeback for that. So let's just continue. <laughs> so yeah, I'm straight Hi, edge. Hi, mum. <laughs> yeah, hard out. I'm straight Hi. edge. And, and Matt's hardcore, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't, so fuck it. Like I don't watch Netflix much. Like I pay for it and I have it for the kids, but like, I just don't really watch movies and I don't watch, I mean, I've already gone on about this, but I watch YouTube and Twitch is what yep. I watch. I don't watch, I try and watch movies and then I end up just looking like new movies and shit. And I end up just like looking at my phone. I'm not even watching the movie. Yeah. So you like, sometimes spend more time in the menu trying to pick a movie than actually watching a movie. And that's exactly what I do. Whereas if I'm on YouTube, I can get a video that lasts 20 minutes, half an yep. hour or an hour. I can pick it. I can stop it. I can go back to it. Um, and I can skip through it and it sort of doesn't matter. But yeah, I um, <laughs> one thing that I did on a video for the first time as well is you can skip, you can, well, you can actually do it on Netflix. You can go like, what is it? Like two times speed. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but I don't actually recommend that. Fuck, it makes it weird. Um, Does it I, have like chipmunk of- voices? uh it doesn't go chipmunk it just it's just fast so there's no you know how you get get, (laughs) so people could do it even listening to us if they don't want (laughs) to got limited time you can do it on podcasts you can speed them up or slow them down god i'd sound whinier than i usually do so please don't yeah yeah um but i think that's what people do to get through a series and uh, and things or to catch up and things but um anyway that was a random tangent and I'm good at tangents. I want to first and foremost bring up the Q&A. We've had um, some questions on, or a question in particular, on our Instagram. So shout out to Craig for hollering at us with a question. And he pretty much just wants to ask us what we think the future of video games will be. What do we think the next big, big thing will be? I think that's what he was asking. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if anyone else has any questions or whatever, feel free. Um, you can either like because every now and again I'll put like a Q and A thing up on the Instagram, but anybody can message us on any of the platforms we're on, like whether it be Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Just send it, flick us a message, and ask us anything or or what have you, and and that way we can flesh this segment out a bit and 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 answer some questions and bring you guys in a bit, and have you guys a bit more involved if anyone's keen. But if cool. not, that's fine. So anyway, um. Do you want me to go ahead and talk about this first, or do you want to? Have you got... Yeah, I reckon that would be. I feel you've got your finger on the pulse a bit more than I do. I'll add it with my two cents, but yeah. So you go for it, and I'll just go. Uh-huh, yep, and then <laughs> porn. Cool. So I think with the future in gaming, you can answer this in several ways. Mm-hmm. So there's the obvious thing of like the whole Black Black Mirror, Ready Player One, Back to the Future. Like, you, you got to use your hands. Like, <laughs> it's sort of like you can answer it that way. But I think I'm going to answer it. Just I actually wrote out quite a lot. Like, um, well, go for it, man. And I watched some stuff. But I kind of feel like I want to go from the heart of what I feel. not Because it's really easy to go, okay. And then, like, you can, like, research the question and go mm-hmm. off what other people are saying. And I think... I ultimately think it's almost impossible to answer this question because if you look at every other movie or anything that tries to predict the future, it doesn't pan out. Like that's yeah. I do. How do you feel about that? I mean, some things get hit. Oh but yeah, 
Well, because like you know, the nobody, movies you nobody, even mentioned, sorry. we're already. Sorry, I was just going to say, even the movies that you did mention, we're already in, living in the Back to the Future time, aren't we? So we should have hoverboards and Jaws 3D, 3D, which we kind of do, but not the way that they envisioned. So, yeah, if you if you're picking future trends, that's a tricky one. Yeah, like there's things there's things have even said like, well, there might be flying cars, but Elon Musk is like, his his opinion is there won't be that, but they can dig tunnels and we can go underground and we can get from A to B quicker that way. There's like, mm-hmm. so I always feel like it doesn't quite hit it. It's like, sort of like a imaginary way of thinking um, rather than like a reality. And so the way I kind of want to answer this question is there's a guy, and so I'm going to talk about a guy that does po- Pokemon Go related content. Yep. This for me, like immediately, I don't want anyone to sigh or to cringe at that because I feel like <laughs> I feel like maybe some people might, but hear me out. So there's this, <laughs> there's this particular guy um so jesus tony have some confidence in what you're saying <laughs> um so there's a guy nicholas oison it's he's got it i think i'm mispronouncing his surname there he's like this dude that i've been following on um youtube and he has a twitch now and everything and he does he creates pokemon go content and that's his base but you can kind of tell that sometimes i like him because sometimes i feel like he's really over the game but like he has to like do it because that's his content. If you get yeah. what I'm saying, it's quite cool. But he um, and he's talked about a lot of things in his real life, what he's going through and everything. But anyway, he's real onto it and the fact that like he's so he's talked about the game and how the way I see the future in games is kind of in a Tamagotchi Pokemon reality, which is kind of like. So I'm trying to think of how best to describe this. I feel like in movies and in pop culture and everything, my personal opinion is people are all about VR, but I like virtual reality. Mm -hmm. I, I, the problem with that is like think of us now. We have two screens. So when you're watching a movie, you're watching your phone. You're watching. So what I'm trying to say is, is like VR has a problem, and the fact that it completely takes you out of reality. And I think the future is AR. So like augmented reality yeah exactly so whether you wear contacts and you have an earpiece uh, rather than a headset because a headset is just like you know what i mean like it's it's yeah so i'm trying to say like so with pokemon go their main goal i've heard is for you to go to a stadium in real time and you take your fuck so you've got <laughs> this sounds super like nerdy and cringe but i'm just gonna do it so mm-hmm. like you've got like your fucking pokemon with you that you see through your fucking contacts as if it's like your dog but it's mm-hmm. your pokemon and you're going to the stadium and you see everyone else is there with their pokemon and like you're at this massive nerd out event which is epic and then you like look out and people were battling so like you go that person in real time so my point is, is you're seeing in real time, you're really there. You're you're not just like viewing this on Twitch, like, but you can if you want. But you can get tickets to this thing to go to. And there's like a tournament and you can see everything really happening, but then you're seeing this alternate reality shit happening at the same time. So they're throwing their Pokemon out and they're battling them and you're seeing it happen in front of you. Mm-hmm. But you're also interacting and talking to everybody around you. So it's like it's like you're in VR, but you're in this alternate uh- reality as well. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's more inclusive to actual still being alive as opposed to VR sort of shutting you off. Yeah, and I think that that's what 
people lose sight of that when they go, oh, and you're going to go into this reality. And I mean, I could see that, but that would be the end of us because like mm. you, you would then fall in love with a woman that's not there, not real. And you're not, I feel like there'll be like a happy medium because they talk yeah. about things like I can talk about things like, um, you know, this Elon Musk guy, I don't want to go on him too much, but he's like, he's talking about how like the problem, the information's all there with our phones, but it's slow because of our thumbs. So it's like if you had the people like a chip in your ear and you thought of something and then the information could go to you rather than having to look at a screen. And the problem that we have these days is we're looking at our phones too much. And I feel like there's going to be the next step will be in gaming as well that we maybe, I mean, looking at a screen is cool. So I think you're always going to have your PC gamers and, and that that are sitting playing games. I think you're always going to have that. Um, but yeah, I think I covered everything there. It's quite hard to mention yeah. everything, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think another way of what I was going to say is like, for example, I can think of a game PUBG, like a shooter or something like that. There's a lot of clunk. There's a lot of like clunkiness in it. Like, yes. non well, I was, I was just going to even say that my actual just broad thought is I hope the future of gaming has less battle Royale games. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's funny that you say that because I think that'll be a while before that happens because there's a new game out now called Fall Guys and that's not even a shooter. It's made for kids and adults. It's like a Mario Party game. Have you heard of this game? I think I have, yes. But they're not like, because everyone after PUBG just did their version of PUBG, right? Like that's what Fortnite is. Call of Duty has their version of uh, that Battle Royale type system. Uh, Fall Guys is different to that though too, right? Because as you just said, it's more like a Mario Party thing. So hopefully that trend is dropping off because i sometimes i hate that like you get these big reveals at uh like the next new game and they're always big selling point seems to be oh and it's got a battle royale version I yeah just, well it's it's well, it's the, so that's the money making element of games is that they're free and then you purchase the skins and you purchase it makes money yeah. that way because but like i to, guess that's that's a yeah. trend i guess what well, isn't it like so uh, maybe not so much if I could answer, well, ask you, uh, uh, I'll ask you the question this way. Maybe not so much what the future of gaming, but what do you reckon the next trend in gaming is going to be? Do you have thoughts on that? Because, again, I guess Battle Royale is a trend, and I want them to go away. But can you think of the next trend? Is it this? Is it Mario Party games coming back in a full way? Because I guess even yeah. Corona would probably have forced a lot more, like, you know, multiplayer to sort of expand. And I guess everyone yeah, so working would make those games, so... So this goes into what I was researching, which goes off my what my heart says, which is more what I was just talking about. But it's to do with like games are being made where the money is. So mm -hmm. so developers are seeing Fortnite and going, let's make that because they want money to drip feed in, and they get more money at the end with that than they do with somebody just paying a hundred bucks. Yeah. You're going to get kids microtransactions and all that shit. Yeah, and you're going to get. So if you want to talk about money then that's where it gets a bit shit because it's like that's why there is like you're saying like there's no og final fantasy 7 because the money is in like an action rpg yep. so um so it's like music like m there's more money in like so with music like britney spears and shit or whatever like a boy band because the little the daughters have dads and that they grab their dad's credit card and they spend a lot of money whereas like a dad is quite cautious of what they'll buy you know what I'm saying? So they're accessing these kids with Fortnite to throw money at it. So that way, 
they're grabbing their dad's credit card and buying skins and then the dad's like what the fuck what's this bill like you can't tell me all of that's like consensual money going out like um mm. we hear those horror stories about how yeah kids got access to the parents credit cards and racked up you know four thousand dollars in two days so, on FIFA yeah, so, players and you look at you look at an arcade now and it's to do with that grindy get them in with like tickets like i'm trying to go to arcades to take like because i try and take photos of um arcade cabinets but there's, yep. there's barely any around here anymore which is super sad there needs to be some sort of barcade with like old school games in it because i'm like where are they because they all just seem to be full of like those um old claw machines or the skill machines right like when an exactly. iphone yeah so that's what it's all about it's all about like you better put more money in not to play the fun game but to like you've got to get this item and you've spent this much so you've got to it's like, they look this... like uh pokey machines for kids you know yeah pokey. exactly it's all like about... how how is that legal but you know i guess it's the same way gambling yeah, yeah. They've, got to be, they've got to be very cautious because they'll get sued because you're not allowed to do that with kids um so yeah it's all that sort of stuff um yeah, I think, but yeah, there's several. It's so my point is, is it's it is impossible. It's literally impossible to answer what's the next fad. Yep. You're never gonna know. How are you gonna know that? Because if you knew it, you'd be a millionaire. Like you can just capitalize on that right now. Um, yeah, I don't think you're ever gonna get the answer to that. But it seems like it's these battle royale. It's the genre for now. I don't know what the next one will be, but I think my answer is it'll be in multiplayer. So yep. I think that because that makes the school playground, the kids talk uh, at the school playground so that they can then go online and because there's the internet. So yep. like, yeah. And I think that there's another answer I was going to say. So whatever it is, it'll be multiplayer and whatever it is, it'll be on all platforms. So yep. I think in the future, we won't have console wars as much. It's going to be quite possibly there won't be consoles at all and it'll be apps on our phones and TVs and on our Google Glasses or our Google Contacts. Yep. It'll be sort of like we're paying for apps or they're free and then you'll be paying for more maps or for skins or for, and the sad that's a sad reality. But I think the future means no consoles, apps, multiplayer, and the end of us all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did I answer that okay? I think you answered that perfectly. Okay, sweet. <laughs> okay, I should probably keep talking. So, oh, well, I was going to say that was that was even a good. Do you have more? Because nah, that's a good little spot. Oh, I got, I got more. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> nah, that's that's about it. I mentioned Tamagotchi quickly, but I could imagine that would be could be something with like a little pet animal that you're bolting around with, nothing to do with Pokemon. Because there's some people that can't have like a dog or a cat because of allergies or because of whatever. Yep. And um, you know, you could um have whatever animal. So it's not even a dog. You could have like this buzzy as like dinosaur that you like that's like real from back in the day, you know, and you and you grow up with it or something like mm. uh, yeah, the, like the, a, the, the family pet might get replaced and yeah, be a stegosaurus. Yeah, because essentially it doesn't it doesn't die. So you don't get that like sadness of your animal dying. But that's part of having an animal. But yeah. um life and death. So maybe that's not a good thing, but maybe that could be something there, like a like a IRL Tamaguchi sort of thing. because um, Japan sort of always has that sort of stuff. They like they had like there was games on the DS, which was like that. And apparently they were like massively, they sold real well. Oh, like uh, Nintendogs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
And yeah, I guess if you get an AR version of that, where it's just running around your legs while you're looking at it on your phone or something like that, or as I say, like a specific yeah, because okay, so like I, something. So I went into this thing about VR as well, and they have a real problem with touch, so or smell, so like bad touch. You, <laughs> yeah, I think oh man, like there's a lot of like I say that there's a lot of. Uh, ways you can go and talk about this sort of stuff. Like, there's even the whole streaming element with gaming. So, streaming is something that's quite relatively new, but I think it's going to be quite normal soon. Like, it's 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 sort of getting that way. But I feel like, like the same guy, this Nicholas Oizen guy, he done this real buzzy stream where like it wasn't even games. He was like, he had like a DJ or he has like DJ equipment and he's playing, and then he built this like mini rent because of like the um, pandemic that's happening, he can't sort of go out too much in that. So he built mm-hmm. this like mini ramp in his backyard, and his mates and him are like skating on it. And you can like watch them skate, and they're like talking shit. And then there's like music, a guy playing music as well. It's just like real, like an entertainment. The way like, um, actually, I watched a I watched a YouTube video the other day of Hot Ones. That's like a real like um, oh the the, the on- chicken wing show. It's a real on-trend interview technique um, channel. So on on that show, they um, just recently interviewed Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he pretty much even did a shout out to gaming. And I saw IGN do a comment on this, and they they like mispronounced what he really even said. But anyway, <laughs> in my opinion, but he basically was saying like in the future, he doesn't he he thinks that like storytelling will change at a certain point meaning it'll outdate movies and it's going to be to do with video games. So that's like, which is already kind of happening because like you say, Final Fantasy VII has a storyline. Yeah, there's all those um, David Cage games like Beyond Human and Heavy Rain where it was sort of more meant to be an interactive movie. Even your, um, what was the one you were talking about? That Until Uh, Dawn or? Until Dawn. But I think what this guy, exactly that. So I think he's talking about that. But I think... In the future, I think there will be a merger where movies and games will cross over even more. And I don't know how that will happen, but that could be an element of the future as well. Um, And yeah, so that was a real interesting comment that he made that he's sort of saying that the storytelling will be done differently at a certain point of view, at a certain point, and maybe even our lifetime. Um, But I also just wanted to say, so I'm not anti-VR, but I have problems with it, I guess, in the ways I just spoke about. And there's problems with the fact that, which will come with time, but so if you want proper VR, you're going to need all your senses. And there's a real block on touch and and smell because you've got hearing, you've got vision. (laughs) What's the other ones? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Umami. Um, penis, texture, <laughs> foreskins. Yeah, yeah. Wet pussy. <laughs> uh, the the ass. The wet. Um, so you got the ass, the mouth, the vagina. Psychic the, uh, feel. You got um uh, armpit. You got armpit. Yep. And yeah, you got every crevice. BDSM. No, <laughs> what what did you say? You got uh sense or oh, so sight and hearing. So you, probably want to, so you, might want to, you might want to cut that out. Yeah, so you've got sight yeah. and hearing. Yep. Then you've got touch and smell. Yeah, and taste, I guess. Oh, yeah, and taste. So you when you eat that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with that, but I already know where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So you can make it so that when you eat the ass, it's not shit. It's like it's like candy. <laughs> yeah, you might like to think, you know, uh, it smells like roses, but it really smells like poo, 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 poo. Yeah. So you've obviously that's a whole thing where I think that we're a ways away off that. But again, I feel like I'm not trying to be anti VR, but I always feel like it's like a genre that's like fun, but I don't think it's the future. And I have think you the, have you actually played it? I've never actually done VR, not at least a modern incarnation. You know. I've done the phone versions with glasses, oh, and yeah. it's fuzzy. It's obviously not as powerful as like, and obviously I've never played a, um, you know, like on 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 PlayStation VR and that. And I know they're cool, and I'm not saying they're not cool, and I'm saying yes, it's fuzzy, but I'm just saying how. I'm just trying to say, like, I don't think it's the future because it cuts you off so much. Because there's limits. Like, you can't just, like, run around your room. You're going to smash into the wall. You're going to knock shit off. You've got you've got kids. You know, yeah. you've got a family. You've got a car that you, you can't just, like, virtual reality, jump in your car and drive. You'll die. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to – that's 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 my point in, in saying that. Yeah, it's yeah. got lim- – like, I feel like VR has limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what it really comes down to is – the future of video games is it bleeds pixels. Yeah, so well, there's that too. Invest in us, and we'll see you right. We'll, we, 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 we've got our thing. You know, we'll figure out the future. Me and Tony have got this. Now we're into uh, my favorite, one of my favorite se- segments, which is mid school memories. Um, mine is a from the year 2016, obviously because that's our year this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year, yeah, this ep. Um, mine is a simulation role-playing game that was developed by Eric, Concerned Ape, Baron, Bar- sorry, mispronounced. Was that a company or a guy's actual name? <laughs> Concerned Ape is the company that he developed. So gotcha. the game was released on Steam in February 2016 with ports later to Mac, Linux, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, Vita, um, iOS and Android, and it's Stardew Valley. Gotcha. So there's no there's no secret that this game is it's definitely up there in my echelon of the best best games made of all time. And a lot of it initially goes on the fact that it harkens back to the Master System or the Mega Drive, and the fact that for me anyway, and the fact that I love or the, the Nintendo like Nintendo SNES, and it has that. It feels like 8-bit graphics, but it's not. It's um, 16-bit graphics. So uh, another game it reminds me of is Link to the Past, which I recently played because I didn't have a Super Super Nintendo um, growing up. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's all on the graphics. And this made me realize that when I was heavy into collecting, that sometimes it's super hard. So my personal opinion is, like, Nintendo 64 in particular was really hard to go back to because I was, like, collecting all of these consoles, collecting all these games. And I was, like, playing... Like, I played Harvest Moon 64, which initially got me onto this genre of, like, oh, man, I love this genre of game. And all the gameplay. And it's probably why I like Animal Crossing and stuff, too. Yeah. It's kind of a game that has no end, in a sense, and it's got this, like, lore to it, and it's got this magical element. But then there's, like, this grind to it, and it's, like, yeah. It's um, it's my, uh, like, it's and it kind of harkens back to, like, theme park and things like that. I love these, like, simulation-y kind of yeah. games. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's what, what you call it, right? Like a life sim, sort of? Yeah, and that's but I don't like the sims and I don't like yeah. things <laughs> like that. But it's kind of got this like spin on it because I like a I like it how it has like a, a storyline to it and there's an end in your eyes where you feel like you should end the game. 
if you get what I'm saying, like it has like a lore and a magicalness to it. Yep. Um, yeah, and it, it, but initially I didn't know that. It goes on like the look of the game is what I'm trying to say. So it's that whole era. But then, <clears throat> so yeah, I was saying that when I was going back to Nintendo 64 and stuff and replaying these games, they didn't hold up. And I feel real bad saying that, but it's like, I still love them. I'm not saying I hate them. Yeah. It made me realize that I love, and th these games aren't remakes but they're made by people that grew up with that shit and then they don't want to play Fortnite and stuff or whatever. So mm -hmm. it's like, not to shit on that, because I have played Fortnite in all honesty and I enjoyed parts of it, but it's like, it's sort of like bringing those genres in and creating, because with old games, they were clunky in certain segments. So yep. it's like, it's got the same aesthetic to it, but it's making the game smooth. So... Mm -hmm. If that's the biggest reason why I love it and then it's got like elements of multiple games that you like in it so you like a storyline you like the 2d graphics you like the top-down view you like um the collecting the relationships the mm. you know whatever the 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 building your house bigger filling it full of shit marrying um having better crops having this like talking to the wizard and like um bettering your like grinding away with achievements so there's all sorts of achievements in the game with your friendship levels to um your your weaponry to your um farming equipment um yeah and there's this like magical lore within the game and um, it actually has this massive modding community um which i am super hyped on because i kind of played i've played this game so much so i kind of wish there was like stardew valley 2 which there is a or is it a rumor or is it a fact the guy that has developed this game is in development of another game so i don't know if it's like a sequel but it'll be you know something <laughs> along the line of this, a possibility that it might be yeah yeah and i feel like there are some some games that have come out like story of seasons and there's like like that game two point hospital and there's like jurassic park on pc that i want to play some of the games i've been wanting to play and that's why i'm stoked i'm getting a pc because they're quite hard to play even Stardew Valley was much better, for, in my opinion. I loved it on the Switch. I played it on Xbox. I even like semi-downloaded the mobile version, played it on, I haven't played it on PlayStation 4 because I still don't have a PlayStation, but it's like, I played it on PC the most and it's just, it's just, there's even like a game, this is random, um, but Ark Survival, um, like survival games that are like that game Ark that I want to play, but I can't play it because it really is like a keyboard mouse game to me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's yeah. I love this game. Um, anyway, this the storyline. Um, basically, you get a cutscene at the start of the game. This is for anybody that hasn't um, as or just it's just describing the game. Or if you haven't played it, so the storyline you get you get a cutscene of um, you're you're sick of your city lifestyle and you're at your cubicle at your computer and you receive a letter. You've inherited your grandfather's old farm plot, and he has sadly passed away. You get a bus ticket, you jump on a bus, um, and with your hand-me-down tools and a few coins, you set out to begin your new life. Uh, you create the farm of your dreams, learn to live off the land, become part of the local community, meet someone special, explore vast, mysterious caves, and you customize. Uh, there's a Jojo Corporation that has come to your town, and it's your choice to either join with them, which I never do. I've done it once, but it's a hollow experience, or you re rebuild the community center to do things your own way, and you sort of, in a sense, save the town. Uh, you befriend villagers, complete quests, 
um, receive bundles, complete achievements. There's multiplayer, there's a modding community on PC, as I mentioned, and there's secrets in the games um, from updates. Um, so yeah, one of my one of my most loved games of all time. And again, it's sometimes when I really, really love something, it's hard for me to put into words why I love it so much. But if you've played it and you like it, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, give it a go. And um, the story has no real ending, so you can end wherever you want to end. But I think that if you're a lover of retro style or mid-school games, you'll get a kick out of it at some point of it. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, I know you've talked a lot about Stardew Valley in the past, and it's actually been something that I've even had a few other friends that have played, and it looks like fun. I've never actually given it a go myself, but I think it's something that I should do, especially because I know you talk so highly of it. So uh, that has been added to my list to play. Cool, man. That's that's awesome. Uh, and what I have for us for 2016, um, I was not even too sure how to sort of all write this up, because... Uh, I feel once I sort of say it, it's one of those things, well, I'll just say it. 2016's Pokemon Moon. Oh, yeah? Fuck yeah. yeah. I, played Sun. I played Sun. Nice. I always used to go for, like, whenever it was, uh, like, I feel from black and white onwards, there was always, like, you know, the the me trying to be all moody and edgelordy. Edge so I went Pokemon Black, and Moon had the sort of weird bat monster on the front, so I went with that. Plus, this was I, half the reason, well, I'd even say three quarters, if not all the reasons why I've actually picked this just because uh, as you sort of said 2016 it's not that long ago and I sort of was trying to think of what was I sort of probably what I was playing during 2016 might not have been a 2016 game but this one definitely was and the reason it's on this list is because this was the first ever time I actually got all of the Pokemon because uh, I managed to find other people uh with my with my co-workers that were playing it uh and you didn't need the link cable you just needed sort of an internet connection or even just you know close enough vicinity and you could just trade so simple so that's sort of a big hurdle back in the day when i was playing pokemon blue and you know you had to buy the extra link cable and then actually find someone that had a game boy with them and had the separate cartridge to you that all seems sort of done away with just trading yeah, so that battle was easy the 2D or oh, 2DS or the three? I know 3DS. You played it on 3DS. I had a 3DS yep. XL, and it's got like the infrared reader, like the Switch has it, so you can like play against each other without actually connecting via yes. via a wire connection, and that's so yeah. cool. Nintendo's yeah. real awesome at shit like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That that is one thing. You know, Nintendo's been amazing at it. it's just the gimmicks are so ahead of the time. If you want to talk sort of future of gaming, it's almost kind of like well, just trying figure out whatever Nintendo's going to do because they always seem to, even if they have their rough patches, like, you know, the Wii U didn't sell as well as, say, the Wii did, but they've got, you know, uh, a Scrooge McDuck level uh, treasure trove that they can survive it, and then the next thing that they come up with changes the game. You know, the Switch is crushing it, and the 3DS was killing it, and I know we don't get Game Boys anymore, but you basically have a Game Boy in your hands now with the Switch, pretty much, right? But it's... Yeah, yeah, totally. And there is the Switch. Uh, the 3DS was real cool, though, because I replayed Blue and stuff like that. And unfortunately, the Switch doesn't have that, which sucks. But, no, um, true. So that, like, um, there is talk that, like, is collecting them all a um, rip-off target audience for kids, like, at, at the same time? Is it, like, a because it's, it's, it actually isn't, in my opinion. I think it's an awesome element of yep. the 3DS or of the Game Boy or what have you. But there has been talk of, like, is that a cheeky way of getting kids to like purchase two games or to having, you know what I mean? Like 
that's yeah. I guess yeah, one way to look at it. But I've never thought about it that either. I was just more like it built up a community. You know, there was you know the Pokemon heat that came with Red and Blue, and we've talked about it in the past because you did your mid school memory on that, where it was just you know an entire schoolyard of kids. Just it's all they talked about was Pokemon. You know, and I've talked to people and they have those memories. So you can sort of look at it as like maybe a dastardly gimmick to get people to spend more money. But I thought it was more, it built a community, you know, it, it, it pushed you to seek out people. So I thought it was a good thing, to be honest. Fully, I agree. And that it's like our future talk, how you bring in gaming with real life. Yeah. Mm. I doubt. Uh, but yeah, the game itself, uh, I feel I don't have to go too in depth because even though if they want to talk about maybe an issue of uh, money, uh, basically you've played a Pokemon game. You've kind of played all of them because uh, they are just, they sort of follow a very simple format. Though I like them because I also sort of think of them as baby's first RPG, if you will. You know, they're yeah. not, they've got all the elements that sort of do exist in an RPG. Uh, there is a slight challenge to them as you get into the end game, but otherwise it's pretty, you know, you can tick along and you can pass through it pretty easily. So you've got these little kids that that might be their first intro into playing an RPG because this is a it's a role playing game, and you know it's got turn based combat. It's all the things that I sort of loved, but yeah, it, it it can be a sort of gateway drug, I guess. This one though slightly skewed the traditional Pokemon formula because uh, you didn't have gym battles; uh, they were replaced with island challenges. So. You know, in the previous ones, you're traveling throughout the land, you know, you as as all 10-year-olds are meant to do. They get kicked out of their home and <laughs> have to fend for themselves, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you went to each new city. Then you fought a, a gym battle, you know, your, your Pokemon versus their Pokemon. This was more you had to sort of go into a new area. It wasn't a gym per se, but, you know, there was a challenge within there where you had to fight a sort of almost like a boss Pokemon, which I don't think... Uh, apart from, you know, when you were fighting some of the legendary Pokemons, you weren't really having boss battles apart from the trainer battles. So they had the trainer battles, they had these sort of boss, uh, boss Pokemon, which had sometimes a little uh, extra element to the fight. And sometimes even the challenges were just more get from one area to the next area. And it was like, so that was a spin on it. Um, it still had an Elite Four at the end, though, because that's how all those games end. You sort of gather up your... Uh, in this game that you finish the island challenges then you get a chance to challenge the elite four to be the champion of uh, alola which this is the island that's the hawaiian based game this one uh yep. but yeah the the main uh i think big change was uh z moves because it seemed from at least at least from um because what was the one before this it was x and y they had the they started bringing in mega evolutions uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, because I didn't, oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't play from um, from Lou. I'd never played a game until Sun, which is pretty crazy. So uh, like, yeah. when I saw Mega Evolution stuff, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because Mega Evolutions were brought in an X and Y, and they were sort of the biggest gimmick change up until then, because otherwise it was just, you know, they evolved normally, but then you had that sort of extra little used a fancy stone, they evolved within battle. Uh, so this game's gimmick was Z-moves, which was once a once a battle, you could power up a specific move with a specific crystal, and it would do uh, an ultimate move. So that was a change in the formula too. Uh, and yeah, I just was stoked on this mainly because... You get your starters, and I always usually pick a water starter, but the water starter looked stupid. It was like a seal, um, but I picked that little 
so I picked a fire starter called Litten, uh, mainly just because I'd, you know, unfortunately seen a few spoilers and I saw what it evolved into. And it's Incineroar. Incineroar, yes, which was a pro wrestler. Oh shit! Well, I chose the same one, and I my love of Pokemon, I think, actually comes from just evolving everything. But yeah, it was catching them all was something I'd always wanted to do since Blue. I'd gotten close, but never had people to trade with to completion. So this was the first time, and yeah, evolving them all. I just, yeah, this is why I, for me, I think my favorite Pokemon game is actually Silver, Silver Gold. So that's second generation. But, yeah, um, I wanted to, I went hard out, wanted to play Heart Gold or Soul Silver, but they're real expensive. DS, and yes. I wanted to, but then I wanted the Poker Walker that came with it, and I was like, I wanted a complete inbox copy, and then I just like put it off because it was expensive. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I bought Silver at the time, but yeah, I, have seen that they've done the the reissues on the ds and exactly the same i'm looking at sort of secondhand copies on trade me uh which those that don't know is sort of new zealand's online auction house uh and yeah they are ridiculously priced so i'm like that can wait but yeah so do just, you ha- do you still have um soul, soul silver or just silver the the it was just silver back in the day so oh like, okay like All the right. actual game boy it was still on the game boy oh okay right yeah i get what you're saying yeah so I had that. But yeah, Incineroar with his Z move, uh, he did this whole big intro where, uh, what was it called? I remember his Mal- move. Malicious, malicious would, Moonsault I, is what it would become. And yeah, it turned into, you'd bring the, the Pokemon you were doing the move on into a ring and he did a big flip. And I was just like, oh, he's a pro wrestler. So yeah, even though I've tried uh, playing the game through again, I picked him again. I didn't choose a different starter just because I was like, I'm going to pick the pro wrestler every time. Awesome. I remember the move I used was, I don't remember the name of it, but he would put his hands out and spin around. Yes, and I want to call that Darkest Lariat. And Lariat is the wrestling term for a clothesline. So, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah. You can see why I was pretty high on that. But, yeah. Awesome. uh, That that was my uh, mid-school memory for 2016. Pokemon Moon. I finally got to catch them all. And for next episode, I'm going to go with the year 2004. Okay, 2004. Sounds good to me. Well, that was our last coin, our last continue, and our last life. We've reached the kill screen. That's it for us in this episode. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But the main plug is the Insta. It's a piece from me. And peace from me. Catch us next time on the next episode of It Bleeds Pixels.